Hey, this is Rob Shirky. I'm a guest uh, this week on the Green Majority's bonus show. Uh, if you'd like to support the Green Majority, you can go to patreon.com slash Green Majority. I myself am a contributor. Uh, important to support your independent media. Uh, and the show is also brought to you this week by babyshare.com, the latest in baby sharing apps. Or, or has it been? I don't know. Stay tuned uh, to find out. And if you're interested in either sharing your baby or raising someone else's baby, uh, you'll find out how you can do that on this week's bonus show. Uh, and go to the website at uh, patreon.com slash greenmajority to support it. So you're listening to The Bonus Show. It is Monday. Well, it's not. It's Friday for us. But it's Monday for you or someday after Monday when this is being released. And uh, I still have Rob in the studio three days later. And uh, uh, I'm exhausted. I am hungry. I am... I will just... Please let me out, sir. Let me out. I'll let you out when you're done entertaining our audience for 15 minutes approximately. Uh, So uh, Megan is here. I'm just acknowledging Megan because in case she speaks up, then you'll know who that voice is. But she's probably just here to smile at us, which is what she does a lot of the time when she's not playing with the board. Uh, So the topic today... So we were talking... We we talked a lot about uh, some fun stuff today. And uh, I nearly made it out of the show without getting dark. But, you know, it's an environment show. What am I going to do? Um... But what I really like, and, and we decided that we really like this idea of sort of expanding where else, essentially the theme is where else can this idea of collective ownership apply where maybe not having it, maybe this need to have mine, mine, mine is perhaps causing some problems. And we were inspired very much on this topic by the idea of perhaps sharing be applied to relationships and to children and to things that a lot of people would probably at first just based on social expectations bristle at at first because they're it's very people are not used to talking about these things in the in those terms so uh we're going to keep on that which means that we both will and will not be spending the rest of this show talking about this new app we decided five minutes ago called baby share <laughs> babyshare.com babyshare.com get the app swipe right on the baby you like <laughs> here's the problem uh, the, there's the problem because the buttons would have to be labeled ugly or not ugly yeah. like cute and ugly and this nobody wants that no we'd have to find a more marketable way to 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 pass on babies all babies are beautiful uh to their parents <laughs> yeah uh, ouch <laughs> Um, so with that, uh, so like that, so we're going to, I want to mix in as much of the fun part of that and the part that I think, I mean, it's fun because, it, but it's only fun because people giggle and some people only giggle because it's something that's not accepted, right? We, mm-hmm. we wouldn't giggle about sharing cars, these things known mm-hmm. as buses today, mm-hmm. but perhaps that would have brought a giggle in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that, we're going to maybe have a bit of a giggle, but it's a. It's a friendly giggle, not a derisive giggle, and about some relationship topics. But I think, Rob, you you came up with a really good place to start, which is mm-hmm. some areas where we already accept collective ownership is mm-hmm. the better way to go. And I, you started listing them, and then I cut you off, and I said we should be recording this. So would you start again? Where are some areas where we've accepted that collective ownership, where there's more general sense of shared ownership, mm-hmm. we've just socially, at least in North America and in Canada, decided is the right way to go? Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because it's a great segue from our discussion on, on ne- neoliberalism <laughs> Uh, and focus on the individual versus the collective. But, I mean, take in the Canadian context, we have socialized medicine. Um, uh, it's not incumbent on one person if they have an ailment, if they break their leg, what have you, to then pay the $50,000 fee for that, you know, and potentially they'll go bankrupt and, and live in poverty. We've said 
that's a value that, that we think we should all pitch in a little bit. And should one of us get ill, they should be able to walk into a hospital and not worry about the cost of that. And I support that wholeheartedly. I and, think that's And wonderful. it's in my favor because it might be you that gets sick, but it might yeah. be me that gets sick. Yeah. And so right? no matter what, it's just better for everybody if it we works share out. the risk. It does. Right? And we've done that with law enforcement. And, and that in itself is maybe a topic for another another day because it can be problematic but the idea of you know not all of us we're not all running around carrying weapons and should something go down you know it's the idea that well if something goes down we have quote-unquote professionals this is why i've got my quotations right that are ostensibly supposed to handle that and 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 i don't i pitch in I, i i finance that we all do collectively and you know best case in sort of this imagined world that works out fine why not do that with transportation more so it makes sense to have you know uh one bus burning fuel carrying 50 people than 50 cars burning fuel each carrying one person it's more resource efficient it's more and so on and why not then extend i mean it's an interesting question i don't know what the answer is but um to something like child rearing right um i for one i don't want a child but hey maybe maybe i play a role in raising someone else's child. And what does that look like? Do I live under the same roof? Am I a neighbor? Uh, There's lots of room for conversation. But I think there is something to be said for, um, as you said earlier, it takes a village to raise a child. Like that's rooted in something, right? Um, And to the extent that I do feel some urge to nurture and care for and want to instill uh, values in in another being and watch them grow and, and sort of experience the world and see the world through their eyes, um, I think there's a lot of people in that situation that, that might not actually want to have kids. And why not then actualize a lot of those those urges um, and and share in child rearing? The, yeah, there's another angle of that that I just thought of just now, which is the idea that, like, I mean, if you asked a random Canadian, I don't think that they would tell you that, you know, the fact that we have socialized medicine means that they see in their day-to-day lives a causal link between uh, we're financially in all in this together. Therefore, I'm going to be more caring of individuals on the street because I know that that that's that my uh, that I have a financial tie to that. I don't, mm. I don't think any Canadian would tell you that. But I would propose that there has been a social absorption of that concept, mm-hmm. such that we do have a very cultural. Generally speaking, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, there's there's all sorts of things, and let's not pretend there's not racism and, mm. and all that stuff. But at a very general sense. Uh, especially if we're talking, you know, within communities that see themselves as homogenous, whether that be Canada-wide or, or communities within Canada, uh, that this I feel like this promotes a general sense under the under the skin, right? This more of a just general, intangible but present, just social consciousness that we're all in this together, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's something which could very much be shared where if we for instance became more cultural accepting of this idea of say in you know, non-traditional relationships and and non-traditional family structure is that if i if if it becomes common mm-hmm. for people to have as close a sense of responsibility for someone else's child maybe in this case it's someone they've chosen to be sort of the third parent for and maybe they've created that relationship 
uh, that this promotes the idea that things that didn't come out of me are still as valuable as things that did. Mm-hmm. And that this could permeate through our culture in other ways that would continue to raise that bar of sort of collective responsibility. Uh, because it sort of blurs the line between the in-group and the out-group, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, in order of importance to people and, you know, some of these may slide around the list depending on the person. Uh, but, you know, it goes... Depending on, I think this is the most obvious point where it flips. It goes personal, family, or family then personal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people sort of, you know, some people have different oh, priorities yeah. around that. Yeah. But beyond that, it goes, you know, there's like social layers of social circles, right? It then it then it's my, I'm a citizen of this street. If you're a very community minded person, or it goes maybe your national identity, maybe you're you know very proud to be Canadian, and that's sort of the third ranking is as a Canadian. But I think by by expanding the idea of what our personal family is that whether it's first or second or third on that list, everybody's got family in the top few, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it, even if it's, and I just want to acknowledge some extreme mm-hmm. cases that even if it's their chosen family, right? Even if they're estranged from their birth family and they've, and they've created a new family, whoever's family for you is going to be very, very high on that list. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think that that's, that's a good thing, but mm-hmm. I think we could do even more good perhaps, or I would propose the, the hypothesis that this could have a lot of knockoff effects that are positive for our society by expanding the definition of what we consider family mm-hmm. uh, in at a very sort of intangible, but I think very easy to understand uh, way, like on our on our society as a whole, just that mm-hmm. is like conceptually. I, I would agree with that. And even to take a tangible benefit, um, if... Uh, I don't know the average now in terms of um, two parents, how many children are they having at some point? It was, I think it was two point something. And I think that's, that's being reduced um, is, is the trend, but okay. So let's say you have a quote unquote family of three or four. You just have several people living under one roof and maybe you have one child or two. Um, one, One of the articles that we, we came across and discussed briefly during the show was this one that said the biggest and by orders of magnitude um, sort of a, an impact that one can have on climate change uh, is if you have a child. That's the biggest one. And I think air flight is second, but way, way, way smaller. You could basically uh, live in an airplane your whole entire life. And so long as you don't have a kid, you know, you're net positive sort of the thing is, is the takeaway, right? So, so there would be some very real tangible benefits, but I fully agree to this sort of, you know, if you think about, and maybe on a spectrum from collectivist to sort of an individual kind of a focused society, uh, my suspicion is the one that is more individual focused ends up being more resource consumptive, ends up being more, fewer things are shared, right? And so I want my, uh, my car, my power drill, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the collectivist side is, is a, a little bit less impactful. And if you then have in this various areas, be it healthcare, be it uh, security, be it and so on, this sense of the collective and, and expanding the notion of what is family um, and to the extent to which that sort of cultural understanding can, can permeate into sort of other subject areas, I think that will only help with with a lot of our challenges right Mm -hmm. um yeah i think the more we sort of and this is i'm going to butcher the quote but it's actually einstein that said something about you know the more we extend our circle of compassion you know the better off we'll all be on any number of measures right um there is something to that there is something to that and i suspect you know take a society that is more collective focused than individual and and run individuals of that you know through a variety of tests and see how they fare versus take something hyper individual focused like if you know if we want to look at the United States for example 
um, I think on a lot of measures they don't they don't fare as well. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. What well, I think it has, I mean, it, even from a like extremely cold, cold to the point of being a bit hideous mm-hmm. uh, point of view, as far as like the the quantification, as far as like just like you know putting a dollar value on hi- human lives and that sort of thing. Mm. As far as the detaste, I mean, there's there's even just like a super cold benefit to it. It's about it's about community resiliency, mm-hmm. right? It's about ecosystem resiliency. And and the more interrelated I think all of us are, uh, the more resilient we are, right? Mm-hmm. The more connections we have, the more the larger we consider mm-hmm. people, uh, the you know the more expansive our our personal definition of whatever our in group is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the more we all benefit, right? And and so I mean I, I, we're you know we're thirteen fourteen minutes in here and we're only going to take a few more minutes. So I don't mm-hmm. want I don't want to like sort of like bring up something that's huge and then walk away. But I, you know to to the best of my ability I'll not do that. Um, that I've been thinking a lot about, you know, all morning and, and even this morning when I was preparing uh, for the show, being a few days ago now to remind people, <laughs> um, was sort of like that. That sort of it reminded me that like it's important to draw a distinction between the ideas of neoliberalism and sort of democratic socialism as a function of capitalism, right? So it's this idea that it's not, and I think people, a lot of people make a mistake of like attacking capitalism. Capitalism, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is not the problem. Mm-hmm. It's neoliberalism that's the problem. Right, the idea that we're all in it for ourselves, and it doesn't matter what happens to you as long as I get what I need, and mm-hmm. and I need to own things, and and if that comes at, from you, well, then that's your problem, bub. Uh, that's the problem. <laughs> the idea, the general idea that people that contribute more to society should get more from society, which is how I would decide, mm. you know, define the purest interpretation of of sort of the ideal that is capitalism, regardless of its of its application or or sort of its current form. Uh, I think is one very valuable because if you're looking at it like, well, okay, we want a system that, that fairly allocates resources such that everyone has a fair shot to contribute as much as possible to society to the degree that they wish to. And that if they're able to contribute to society more than they take from it, that they should be rewarded for that. Uh, but that, but that keeping in mind that at the end of the day, none of those rewards should take opportunity away from anyone else from getting their shot. Uh, I think that, to me, I mean, that's the basis of a stable society right there. The, the problem is that it's been perverted by we've been fooled into thinking that it's that we're going to get a better deal if we're selfish. Mm-hmm. And and that if and because it's not simply not it's simply not true. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just it just isn't true. Even if you're just coldly looking at the at. Well, let's just do the math. Let's forget compassion. Let's forget our personal morals. Let's forget all of that for a moment and just look at the math. It's still better. Communities are more resilient. Uh, communities are stronger. They tend to be more stable. Uh, they have better uh, health outcomes. They have better societal indicators across the board, right? Yeah. If you look at all the poorest living conditions on the planet, it's all uh, generally uh, dictator-run countries that have been heavily uh, uh, corrupted so that you know a few people have all the power. That's where all the worst things are now and of course there's there's other geopolitical factors there and you know u.s mecking with other people's foreign policy and and it's not a level playing field so that's a that's an imperfect assessment but just as far as the point that i want to take away is that not only do i think really what i wanted to do i guess was just sort of say and i'll and rob i'll give you the last word Mm -hmm. here um but really i guess what i just wanted to say was that you know that it, that that sort of selfish problem isn't just sort of personally distasteful. I, I really feel like it is the root of all of our problems mm-hmm. um, because it's not true that anyone really benefits when they go down that path. And apparently almost everyone has been convinced that, that that's the case. And it isn't, right? And so even when people do something that's sort of collectively beneficial – 
they still feel like they're giving something up, like it's a gift. Mm-hmm. I'm bestowing upon, you know, and that and that there's some credit to be due for that. No, no, it's entirely selfish to be yeah. not selfish. Yeah. The most selfish thing you can do is share. The most selfish thing you can do is help others because it's no one benefits more than everyone. Yeah. Everyone benefits the most when we all take care of each other. You know, and what's really interesting, just to bring this back to climate change, there is a study that shows uh, the single biggest factor that determines how resilient a a community is to the impacts of climate change is how networked and and interconnected its members are. So that's a fact. Um, uh, Maybe maybe just one sort of thought in closing. Um, Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. When it comes to Ooh. when it comes to some of these ideas, you know, capitalism and, and whatnot, we'll see. I don't know, and that is a great segue to a word from our sponsors at BabyShare.com. <laughs> Brought to you by BabyShare. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Thanks, Rob. Cheers. Thanks, Aaron. All right. Thank you so much, and thank you to our listeners. We hope you enjoyed our relaxed show. If you really enjoyed our show and you'd like us to do another relaxed show, I'll see if Rob's free to come back. Love to. Uh, other than that, have a good green week, folks. Thanks so much for listening, and take care. <laughs>